Whether you are traditionally published or indie, writing a good book is only the first step in becoming a successful author. The days of just turning a manuscript into your editor and walking away are gone. If you want to succeed in today's publishing world, you need to understand every aspect of the business. Editing, formatting, marketing, contracts. It all starts with a good book. Then the real work begins. Join international best-selling author J.D. Barker and indie powerhouse Jay Thorne as they gain unique insight and valuable advice from the most prolific and accomplished authors in the business. The publishing world is changing, adapting. Do you have what it takes to become a full-time writer? If you're willing to do the work, we'll give you the tools. Get your notepad out. School's in session. This is Writer's Inc. Welcome to the special episode of Writer's Inc. Probably not expecting a new episode on a Tuesday, but JD, we have... uh... I don't know, could this be called breaking news in our industry? I, I feel we need special music, you know, like something something crazy, a lot of drums, guitar, or, or something. I mean, you're, you're the musician. you got to put something together for Something that. intense, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so there, this is just some craziness that's been, you know, apparently it's been out there and, and developing for a while, but it's it's really gained steam in the last, you know, week or so. Um, and it's been dubbed Audiblegate. Um, I'm sure, you know, as an author, if you're listening to us, you've probably heard about this. I know it's all over Facebook and I, I tend to stay away from Facebook. Um, but I, I've gotten so many emails in the last week from people pointing out this particular problem. Um, and honestly, like it's something you know, we were just talking about this a little bit off the air. Like I don't really follow my, my audible or you know, statements as much as I, I probably should. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, I mean, cause it, you know, they just, you know, as, as far as, as long as checks keep coming in, like I'm usually pretty happy and I, I try not to drill down through that stuff too much. Um, and I, I know I should, and I'm, I'm a bad business person for not doing it. It's just like, I can get really wrapped up in that kind of thing. Um, I have seen a significant drop in audiobook revenue over the last couple of years like the only real color I've got the only example I've got is Forsaken because all of my other books are traditionally published on the the audio side um, so but Forsaken is, is one of those where I went out there I hired my own narrator I went through ACX and, and did that whole thing um, and it paid for itself you know I think I paid like four or five grand for the narrator um, you know to get that book done it's roughly about 10 hours um, it paid for itself in the first month and it was always a huge earner for me in, in the, the early you know months and early years of that particular book um, it's dwindled over time, and I just attributed that to the fact that it came out in 2014, and you know it's been out there for a while. Um, so I just I kind of let it go. But you know, recently I've been hearing about this a little bit more and more. I think the first email I got was maybe a month or two ago, and but you know, like lately it's really been trickling up. And then Audible, I guess, just to give me a little kick in the pants, like on on Friday or Thursday, I got an email from them just as a, a listener, a user of Audible, um, pushing one of my books, which was awesome because you know I, when it's a traditionally published book, like I never know when those kind of promotions are going to happen. But it's always cool to see a message from Audible telling them you know listeners to to pick up your book. So I was all excited. About about that and then this morning I got an email from audible that says make the most of your membership you've got great taste so find something you love and take the leap with our great listen guarantee you've got nothing to lose <laughs> which is essentially oh, is that, that's very true isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah so essentially it's their return policy they're basically telling me I can pick up a book and and you know, if I don't like it, I can give it back. Um, and, and it's also for my own book, which you know, was like a double whammy, the fact that they, they sent me that. Um, just to put that in perspective, I've got another email I got yesterday where somebody sent me an example. Um, they signed up for a 30-day trial on Audible. Um, so they got their, their one free credit for their, their, their trial period. They listened to an entire 10-book series where they, they re- returned the first book, gave it a five-star review, picked up the second book, gave it a five-star review, went through the entire 10-book series in, in less than 30 days 
and was able to do that you know, on a free trial. So that author is, is not going to get paid. Um, and that's essentially what's been going on. Um, you know, there are, there are Facebook groups out there encouraging you know people to return books, um, and now Audible is really doubling down on this particular practice. Um, Susan May, who is an author out of Australia, has kind of led the charge on this. Uh, she's been you know working behind the scenes with other authors for a while now, trying to make something happen. Um, but obviously, you know, any kind of battle against a company that size is is a huge uphill ordeal. Um, but she uh, she's partnered with uh, Authors Guild recently, um, which is you know they're they're on board, um, and it sounds like there's there's lawyers getting involved. And you know from what I'm hearing, if this is to be believed, they're you know we're losing anywhere from thirty to fifty percent of our audiobook revenue. That's huge. Um, with no real accounting to be able to you know to be able to figure out exactly where we're at, because if you look at an Audible statement or an ACX statement, you see net numbers. You know, so you, it's net of those returns. Um, I sell a decent number of audiobooks, so it's impossible for me to be able to tell you know what was returned. I just see the the sales numbers, um, and that's kind of where everybody's at. Um, if those numbers are are true, then you know there's hundreds of millions of dollars in play here. I, I think we're going to see attorneys jump on that, you know, because they can smell that from a, a million miles away. Um, so who knows where this is going to play out? But you know, 2020, you know, has, has been such a dull year. You know, I, I guess somebody out there decided, hey, we need a little something to spice stuff up. So you know, give this a shot. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, and you guys are going to hear uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play the conversation I had with Susan May last night. That was fun because she's in Perth, so trying to figure out the uh, the time zone difference. It was, there was a tight window, but I was able to get on get her on Zoom last night. We're publishing this today on on Tuesday the twenty fourth, and and you're going to hear her talk about uh, exactly uh, about some of those things, and, and she's getting involved with the Alliance of Independent Authors. Um, there, are, she's starting to reach out to other uh, mid list to high indies, um, looking at traditional authors. Um, she's kind of hoping we hit a tipping point here, um, where all the all authors start to realize what's happening, and you know it's it's not insignificant. Uh, one of the things that troubled me that I mentioned in, in the talk with her is that uh, in the KDP dashboard, returns have always been shown as a column in your dashboard. And why they've been hidden in, in ACX is very disturbing. And the fact that they're only showing net and they're not showing a column for returns is is not a good sign. Well, you can, uh, I'm not familiar with the returns on Amazon. Is there a time frame on that or some kind of expiration? Or like, can you read an entire KDP book and then return it You know, a year later? Or I think to- you can, but it... Uh, it, but it's not part of their promotional policy to, to read and return books the way it is for Audible. Uh, you know, like, and, and if you look at, uh, we'll put links in the show notes. If, if you look at Susan's blog post, there are screenshots of the way Audible is, is literally promoting the return of books up to 365 days after, after, you, after you buy them. And, and you know, it's, it's a rental service. It's better than the library. Yeah, um, I, I picked up my phone and just looked at the Audible app just to see how easy it, it actually is because I've never tried before. And yeah, it, it's it's right out there in front. Um, they they're not hiding it at all. And I'm not opposed to returns. You know, like I, there's plenty of books that I've picked up or you know audio books, paper books, whatever, where I've you know it's a bestseller and I start reading. And I'm like, ah, oh, this just isn't for me. Uh, most of the time, I just I just swallow and and move on. I just let it go. But I can see people, you know, if they've got a tight budget, you know, they they should definitely be allowed to return something they don't like. You know, that being said, I think there needs to be some kind 
kind of benchmark there, you know, like some kind of point of no return. You, you listen to 20% of a book and then beyond that, it's, it's yours. Um, but, you know, as it currently stands, you know, you can have that book for up to one full year, you know, listen to the entire thing and, and give it back. And, and that's dangerous. And, you know, I tried to see this from, from everybody's side. I, I know Audible is fighting against Spotify and some of these other guys that are coming out with these all-you-can-eat listen services. Um, they've got to compete with that. Um, you know, and, and I get it. That's that's probably why they're they're doing this kind of thing. But that being said, you know, our, our contracts don't allow for it. You know, they can't just do it without everybody being on board. You know, like authors are, are stuck footing this bill. I mean, we're paying out of pocket for these these narrators to record this content. We're creating these these widgets for them to sell. And, um, you know, they're just they're at this point. They're taking advantage of it. Um, I don't know where this is going to shake out. I'm glad somebody is out there being an advocate for for the rest of us. Um, I guess we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. So well, here's what we're going to do. It's a little different than one of our regular episodes. You can already tell. We are going to uh, we're going to just transition into the conversation with Susan May, and then that'll take you out for this episode. And then we'll be back with our regularly scheduled uh, episode uh, on Monday, and that'll be the first one with Zach, as we as we mentioned in the episode that went up yesterday. So uh, that's the plan. And um, yeah, I guess we'll see you guys on Monday. All right. Here she is, Susan May. Susan May, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. I am thrilled to be here on this lovely, sunny Perth, Western Australia morning. <laughs> I won't comment on my weather and time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going into summer, so we're lucky. That's we right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, we're starting this differently because this is a special episode, and uh, oh. it's a it's a challenging time, and. There are some things happening in the industry that we, JD and I feel are really important and wanted to get the information out to authors as soon as possible. And you were gracious enough to say, I'll I'll come on and talk about it. So uh, what are we here to talk about today? Well, we're here to talk about um, Audible Gate, as I've (laughs) called it. And it seems to have stuck because anything with a gate at the end of it means there's something not right going on. And um, yeah what Audible's been doing, along with, I think, accompanied by ACX, which is uh, our for indies, it's our, uh, I guess, our marketplace to produce uh, audio books. But um, mostly from there, they, they then become exclusive to Audible and um, Amazon and a little bit to Apple. Um, and about their returns policy, which is uh, egregious, outrageous. Um, I sound like Jackie Childs on <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, it, it's so outrageous that I don't think most people believe it. So I had to write a long post to explain it all. And uh, thus, here we are. Um, yeah, let's, uh, we're, we're going to have a link to your post in the show notes. But yeah. for a listener who's tuning in and may have heard some chatter uh, on, on the periphery about the return policy yeah. or isn't quite sure what's happening, can, can you give us the, the layman's uh, explanation of what's going on with, with this sure. Audible return policy? Yeah, sure. Well, Audible, uh, because as we all know, uh, Amazon is a customer-centric uh, company for their own gain, not because it gives them the fluffy feel when they go to bed at night. Uh, so Audible has decided, and I, I do believe it's been there since day one, we're trying to discover how long back this goes. But uh, you can return a book uh, up to 365 days. That's an audible book. It can sit in your library. Uh, You can read it if you like. Um, They don't say that. But as it turns out, you can read it in completion and return it. 
under their uh, easy exchanges guarantee. So if, you, if you're an author and you write to ACX um, and say to them, look, I've realised I'm getting a lot of returns, I'm not happy about it, what's going on, which is exactly what I did um, over a year ago. A lot of authors have written more than two years ago, so it's been going on for a while, unbeknown to all of us. Each, each of us was were writing um, and they'll just say, well, it's an audible policy and it's called Easy Exchanges. And I mean, even that title is, what is, what is that? And it's supposed to be about um, returning a book if, if there's an issue with the book or if you've listened to a half an hour, which, you know, I've done occasionally, we've all done it and we've thought, oh, I can't stand this narrator or it's just a boring book, the first hour, I can't get into it, hour or two. Well, you know, I don't think that's an issue to return it, but these guys have taken it to a whole other level. They've thought, well, you know, to, to keep in with the uh, listeners and also maybe keep them locked into our monthly membership of which we earn $15 or $14.95 in the US, We'll just make that anytime, anywhere, no questions asked um, returns, which isn't really a return. I think we can all agree. If you can return a book for with no excuse for returning the book, up to 365 days, I mean, that's better than a library. You know, you, you only get to keep a book for three, two, three weeks in a library. Um, if you do that, I think what you've actually created is a library, um, which a few, in the past, a few Platforms have tried, Playster being one, who've gone broke recently. And uh, the reason that you go broke or it's very difficult, you, you you have to eventually strangle the whale readers, the ones that listen, you know, a book a day, is because you can't afford to pay your content creators. Um, you, you know, we have to get paid a reasonable amount. Audibles are expensive to uh, produce. And also we need to eat and drink coffee. That's what writers need and narrators as well. So um, they've come up with an ingenious plan as only Amazon companies can, where we just won't pay our content creators and we'll call it easy exchange. And then the most egregious thing that occurred, because you would think like, I'm a smart person. Uh, a lot of indie authors are really savvy. They're, they're marketers, they're, they do their own publicity, they're, they're really switched on, and so are trade-published authors. Um, but how did we miss this? <laughs> you know, I've had readers comment and go, but surely if this was that bad, what's wrong with these authors? Well, you know, there was a little thing that was hidden from us because we only see net sales. So how do you how do you know if you've sold 10 books but really you sold 12 and two were returned because there's one column and I don't know any business that doesn't record returns. So this is that's what's happening and that's why we've missed it. Uh, we do believe that returns have been high going back two to three years. So the amounts involved um, could be horrendous. We, we don't know. And currently we're unable to know because we've, been writing to ACX for now a couple of months. I mean, some have written earlier, but now we've been writing in earnest. Some authors are up to 10 emails in uh, to ACX saying where we'd like our returns broken out into columns from date of publication for each book. And we've just been stonewalled. We've been told, oh, it is there. Uh, no. Oh, okay. It's not there. Uh, all right, then. Um, 
well, we'll let the business team know that's something we might have in the future. Uh, we'll, uh, oh, okay, we see you're very upset. Uh, we'll send that higher up. And, you know, we're just not getting anywhere. It's just, it like, it, I, I feel it's a bit like they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't now because they it, clearly if after eight weeks and hundreds of emails you refuse to supply returns data, there's something wrong there. Um, but if they were supplied that return starter, I think there's going to be a real big problem for these guys. I yeah, think and, a lot. and returns have been a column in the KDP dashboard since the beginning. So it's not a technical hurdle. No. Oh, they know. These guys, I can assure you, because I've, I've got a few emails that I won't reveal, but um, I can assure you that they know they've got returns. They, they can calculate it. They can also calculate how long you've been reading a book, a book or listening to a book. Because interestingly enough, they have sent emails to people in our group that um, say, oh, because that, that'll say, oh, you haven't finished reading your book or um, uh, not enjoying the book you're reading because they've noted it hasn't been completed. Uh, here's some books, exchange it. And here's some books you might like. Or the latest one is, um, here are books that are least returned. <laughs> Least return. That's the latest email they're sending out. We notice you've been returning a few books. This is what they've said. Um, and here's the here's some books that don't get returned very much. So they know. And the, and their line actually is quite amazing to me and all of us actually that they say um, it's rare. The returns are rare, so don't worry. This is what Audible says. This is what ACX says that Audible says. And the people who are um, I can't think of the exact term, but the, the readers who are misusing this service will have it taken away. Well, what they don't mention is, yes, they, they can measure that, but what they don't measure, what they don't say is that on the app, um, the Audible app, you'll see there's a return or exchange button. So where, before you finish a book, it says return. The minute you finish a book, the button says exchange. So it even does that. So you can use that. We've, we've, we've done experiments nine times. You can just hit a button, return the book. That's enough to get through a series. Then it just says, I'll call us. So you can call them. You can go on chat. You can email them. And this is what we've been seeing in chat groups on Reddit. Um, this is where I first became alarmed when I started investigating this many months ago that I could see that, uh, readers were talking about this and some had no idea. They thought it was part of the service because it's sold as part of the service. It says on practically every site you go to, it's one of the four key benefits, oh, sorry, benefits, um, is exchanging um, uh, at, at any time, no questions asked about your exchange so there's no mechanism they're aware they could they know how many people are returning and the latest experiment we've got somebody who signed up has a 30-day uh free account and she has exchanged 28 books oh 28 28 two she did on one chat just for fun and 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 the way she's done it we've got chat conversations where she said oh i didn't it didn't i didn't love the whole book i didn't love it um, can I return it? Yes, no problem. Is there any other books you would like to return? Um, and, you know, there's just so many examples of that. And then we've got somebody who signed up, cancelled within two days, 
kept the one credit and is up to, now they're up to 12 returns. So you don't even have to be a member. It's just, it's not true. Sorry, or will I call you out? So Mm. I know that you've been investigating this for a long time. Tell me, talk to me about some of the organizations that are now getting involved. Well, yeah, see, I had, an, I had a little plan because as a single author writing in, um, I, I could, you can't get anywhere with these guys. I mean, you know, they don't care and eventually they just stop writing back to you. You know, they're customer-centric. They're not content provider-centric at all. Um, so I knew we had to rally together. And so we, were, we had a little plan that it would be a bottoms-up um, uh, fight. And so we were, we had a lot of people doing a lot of things. There were some wonderful people in the beginning, which I actually, I'll go back to how we did get together because that is really interesting. Um, so I couldn't get anyone interested. I've been talking about this for a year now and I, and I think a few others, but you, you, you have no power on your own. Um, and then, so what happened was I, I started seeing a few comments about these comments in groups about returns. So I hopped into a few groups. I joined uh, romance writers, audible fans and audible addicts and stuff like that, purely to have a look through what people were talking about. And of course, what everyone, a few people had been saying I saw was true. People were openly teaching each other how to return books. And so I realized this is a word of math thing that's been growing, I think for years. So then I tried to get a few people interested. I created this group, um, Facebook group called Fair Deal for Rights Holders and Narrators um, because narrators are affected. I'll mention that um, because there's, if you can't afford to produce an audio book because they are expensive, um, people can join with a narrator and do profit share. So when those books are, are treated like this, the narrators suffer as well. And these guys haven't been paid at all. You know, they've spent hours creating an audio book and we know that audio books can take four to six hours per finished hour. So these guys, like my narrators get paid around $400 an hour because I get the, you know, the best that I can find. I like to find an award-winning narrator so I can say that on the cover. Um, but, you know, narrators starting out uh, uh, these guys are, are starving now because of this and 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 new authors as well you know so anyway I started this group but I couldn't get anybody I got about 20 people joined and nobody was I said you know we've got a ride I was trying to rally everyone and I couldn't get anybody to um really get going on it so I thought I said to my husband you know what I'm just going to give up writing because I can't stand my books being stolen like this and I can't fight I'm sick of fighting with Amazon I honestly am so I I kind of resigned myself that that's it (laughs) my career's over I'm just going to write put them up on my website do a Cory Doctorow you know and uh just you know I'll, I'll I'll find some other way to earn money anyway um what happened was there was a glitch thank you thank you glitch gods because at um, over at ACX, suddenly one day I woke up and I'll never forget it. It was the um, 19th or 20th of October. And in all the author groups was a lot of chat. I don't know if you saw it. There was a lot of chat about, oh, 100 of my books have disappeared from ACX. 20 of my books. 
150, 200. A lot of books overnight disappeared and everyone said, oh, yeah, it must be a glitch and, oh, they'll come back. But they never came back because when everyone wrote, then um, ACX said, oh, please don't be alarmed. Uh, this is simply a glitch that occurred and all the returns that would normally be there every day and hidden, they didn't say hidden, but read between the lines, hidden beneath your sales, will, um, were just all put there. It was a three-week a three period that had occurred late September into uh, the 19th of October. And so we've just put them all in at once and uh, sorry to upset you. But, of course, that was the veil lifting. We suddenly realised, well, in a three-week period, this is what you're losing. This is happening every day. So work out your percentage. How many books have you sold uh, and how many have disappeared? And that was only the authors that had been keeping a record because obviously if you're marketing, you keep a record of your sales daily um, so you know. But if you hadn't been keeping a record, you don't know what it was yesterday and what it was after they, they you know, deducted all these clawed back. So that's when this took off because suddenly authors, it was revealed how much was being stolen. So we, like for me, I'd lost um, 39% of my sales in that period. Yeah. And um, it's actually more than what happened that day because I keep a record every day because I do marketing and there was still uh, books being deducted. I could see them. So I think it's one of the columns, you know, they have three different columns depending how the book's purchased. So one of those wasn't working. So then that made me think, well, look, I think I'm at about 50%. And I think it's gone up because we've been publicising this. So, you know, it's a lot. And the only way I could really see this was I had to stop my marketing. So I've barely marketed over the last Mm, six months and then now I've stopped it completely because I want to see the minus ones and the zeros because they're really really important Um, but you can't see them if you're selling a lot of books I mean last year uh, you know like I I couldn't tell because like my royalty checks from Audible were like $8,000 a month so you can't see when you're selling that many and now they're a couple of hundred. So I've put my money where my mouth is um, in order to just understand what's going on. And now that I see it, I, you know, it's, it's horrendous. It's a lot of money. I, I don't know how much I've lost, but tens of thousands of dollars. And I'm not a big author. I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm a mid-lister. So, you know, mm. not good. So you've gotten, uh, You've got oh, the word out, right? So, so who's, who's yeah, involved sorry. in the fight now? Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So we started this whole um, social media thing and writing to ACX and getting nowhere. So through all of that, we got um, Corey Doctorow got involved and did a fantastic tweet and he's got half a million followers and he's a rebel. Love Corey. Um, yeah. And he, um, through him, Ali saw his tweet, uh, Alliance of Independent Authors, and they got involved. But also behind the scenes, there's a lot of good work being done, um, not just by me, by some really good people who write to me and say, hey, um, I'm involved with the Dramatists Guild and I'm involved with the Authors Guild. So behind the scenes for many weeks, we were working with the Authors Guild, you know, feeding them information. So the Authors Guild came on board. And uh, so that led us to Friday where... um, Ali announced that they've um, downgraded ACX to caution 
they were pending under investigation and our caution, which means Ali can't recommend them as a company that independent authors should do business with. Authors Guild has written an open letter to um, Audible uh, outlining the grievances that we have with their returns policy and the opaqueness of the reports. It's, it's ridiculous. So, and they've also been in contact and I, I, I meant to look at the uh, letter, but on there is I think Romance Writers of America, Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America, um, many organisations and I believe uh, they've in the UK, a lot of them are coming on board, you know, the UK Authors Guild, Irish Guild uh, in, in Australia. Um, we've been talking to a few of our uh, writing organisations and they're investigating There's board meetings being called all around the world uh, to discuss this one thing. And because it's so, so important, you know, for the first time, I, I just, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I, as far as I know, and I've been around since the, um, <laughs> the dark ages in indie publishing, I don't think we've ever seen trade published authors, indie authors, trade published organisations with the Authors Guild is mainly, um, and independent organisations, indie organisations working together. I don't, I think this is historic, actually. I think so, you're right. I can't remember it ever happening before. No, we were supposed to be at war, remember? There was this war in the beginning <laughs> that a few authors, you know, where we weren't counted and now here it's really the indie authors have you know being savvy as the authors guild did say to me you know you guys are really savvy and we are we're business people and um as well as being writers because we have to be so we've brought this to light we've we've really come into our own it's really and it's really exciting to see that in our group, and um, Ali had said this to us, you know, when they hopped into the group, Orna Ross said, I, it's what an empowered group. This is this is people that have come together to do something and, and never seen that before either. Because normally we just have no power. Authors, content providers everywhere. We don't have any power. We write our books. We, we're little mushrooms. We have to do what we're told. Here's your contract, sign it. Uh, half of them don't read it. What's the point? Um, and now everybody's, we're, we're all, we've all read those contracts. We all know how to read contracts. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're talking. We're, we're kind of, we're the little guys. I keep, I keep humming, um, oops, there goes another rubber tree plant. <laughs> well, uh, as we kind of finish up, let's, let's yeah. give uh, folks some actionable advice. Uh, if yeah. you're listening to this and you're now concerned about uh, missing royalties or returns in your in your ACX account, what can you do? How can you get involved? Yeah, well, a good place to start, the best place to start is this Facebook group that I've started. So we're up to, um, now this group only really started to get cracking about a month ago. So we're up to 1,600 members so that's the fair deal for rights holders and narrators. So I believe you'll put that in your link so people can find it there. Um, and that's, look, even concerned readers can join us. We've got a lot of readers who are really distressed about this because they love their authors. They don't want us not getting paid. And they also understand, like, for instance, myself, I've, I've paused all production. I've paused all writing to do this. So, But I've paused production because we can't afford to, you know, pay 
five, six thousand dollars for a book and then have it um, half of our sales disappear into Audible's coffers. We can't do that. Right. I, I so, don't. I don't think readers. I don't think most readers understand how expensive it is to have an audiobook produced. Nah. And and so to put that kind of investment into a product and not be able to get what's due to you is 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 <laughs> extremely disappointing. It's terrible. And, and you know, it's not, and it's not just that. It's the time too. Like, you know, you, there's a lot behind creating an Audible book. So, um, yeah, so readers, we welcome readers. And, and for instance, they've been sharing the letter from Authors Guild. So that's the other place to go to. Go to Authors Guild, go to their um, media releases because they've got an actionable uh, open letter to Audible, which will be forwarded to Audible that you can sign at Buffer, at count this morning. It was 11,282 signatures and it only went out on Friday. So that's authors, narrators um, and readers. Uh, go to Ali as well, Alliance of Independent Authors. They also uh, have media releases. And if you're an indie author, just so you know, those guys have put their money where their mouth is they have, um, or they connected us, didn't they, um, as well. And they actually are um, funding a little bit here in that they're just helping with media, dealing with media as well. So I really suggest that if you're not a member, join uh, to support them because they're really supporting this and they have, a, they have an end game in place. Uh, addressing a lot other a lot of other things just besides this, the contracts we have an issue. There's a lot of things here. So um, yeah, they're the, probably the places to go. Oh, and if you don't understand everything we're talking about, or if you're thinking can't be true, can't possibly be true, how is Audible getting away with promoting exchanges as if it's you know um, a library? Surely not. We're making it up. Read the blog that I wrote, which, yes, it's a long blog, but it's a very involved subject. And there's a lot of pretty pictures there that will prove to you um, how bad this is. And out in the open, these guys have felt that they're so powerful that they can run around and just give our books away um, and, and put the money in their pocket uh, just because they can. And so we've got the proof there. And I occasionally update that as well. So I, I think that'll be in your... Uh, notes at the bottom too to yes. read up about that. Um, I've tried to make it amusing because I know it could be a dry subject. So it is a long read, but hopefully it's a, as awful as it is, it's a little bit entertaining. I'll put some snark in there, you know. So yeah, that's it. Great. We'll make sure to have all those links uh, in the show notes so folks can uh, go ahead and, and, and take those actions. So uh, yeah. Susan, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast and, and sharing the yeah. story with us and, uh, and getting the word out and, uh, you know, hopefully we can we can uh, fix this and and get what yeah. uh, make it right. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for um yeah just putting the word out there. Please, everybody, just spread the word. We've done this from social media and working together. We just let's all work together and right a really egregious wrong. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Writers Inc. Access the show notes and leave a comment at writersincpodcast.com.